I want to be the the tool that God uh, wants to use to change the life of thousands of kids. And welcome to this audio podcast with Young Life Latin America in the Caribbean. In this episode, we'll try to tell the story of what it means to do a worldwide ministry with a worldwide mission together. Together is a key word within Young Life right now. The goal is to build and equip teams within Young Life that represent the worldwide body of Christ. And this worldwide body of Christ is huge. With ministry in 104 countries, Young Life leaders are speaking the name of Jesus to kids in over half of all of the countries in the whole world. In this podcast, we'll get the privilege of hearing about ministry in six of those countries. We will hear how their cultures are different, their ways to meet kids might change due to circumstances, but their heart is the same. Their heart is to tell kids about the love of Jesus. In these short interviews, we ask each leader three simple questions. What is it like where you live? How do you see God moving there? And why do you do Young Life? But before we begin, before we travel to Peru, to South Africa, and to countries in Asia and the Pacific, we have the privilege of hearing from Tope Colioso as he explains the spiritual significance of doing diverse ministry in unity. Tope's talk is recorded from our recent Young Life All Staff Conference in Orlando, where he really struck a chord with the 6,000 Young Life staff in attendance. O Lord our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Oh, Lord, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth? You made the heavens. When I look at the heavens, the works of your fingers, not the works of his hand, like real work, just what he did during a brief moment, the works of your fingers. When I look at the heavens and see the works of your fingers, the stars, the sun and moon, all these things that you have set in place, makes me wonder, what is man that you're mindful of him, or the son of man that you even bother with him? You made him a little lower than the angels, but then you made him above the other creatures that you made, the birds of the air, the beasts of the land, and the fish of the sea. You made all of this thing. There's none like you. Oh, Lord, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth? And everybody shouted. It's the psalmist's way of letting us know that God loves diversity. He loves, he loves diversity, created all kinds of animals and beings. And the evidence that he loves diversity is shown in the first verse of the first chapter of the first book of the Bible. When we're told very clearly that in the beginning, God, actually plural there, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. Plural. Verse 11 tells us that he made the plants, made, made the plants and, uh, and the seeds and the fruits and all vegetation. And he didn't just make one or two, by the way. 
He made them incredible numbers. I mean, with the science of taxonomy, and they studied these things and let us know that there are over 400,000 species of plants. Think about that. 400,000 species. If I were God, I'd have made one or two, or maybe 10, or maybe 100 or 200, but 400,000, and they're still discovering them. If you were to ask God, why did you make so many? I think he would say, because I like variety, and I love diversity. He made them so. Verse 24, chapter 1 of the book of Genesis talks about the fact that he made all the animals, different kinds of animals. I'm a Nigerian, born in Nigeria, and then I've lived in, the, in London most of my life now. When I first got to London, I remember seeing this little dog, this teeny winny kind of chihuahua deal. <laughs> See, in Nigeria, we don't have those things in Nigeria. I remember first time seeing it thinking, but what kind of rat is that? What kind of rats? Because in Nigeria, the dogs were big and they had respect for themselves. <laughs> if you were to ask God, why in the world did you make so many animals? He would say, because I like variety. He made them so. He made them. There is no accident in creation. He made it so. He loves diversity. Verse 27, Genesis chapter 1 says, And so he made them male and female, created he them. Diversity. It's all over them. We're just in the first chapter of the Bible. And he is saying, I made it so. And then he says this each time. And it was good. And it was good. That's God stating it, affirming it. It was good. Not just does he like diversity, by the way. He also loves unity. Because somehow he made it that with all this diversity, he's created it for everything to be in sync and to flow together in a unit, to work together. He made it so. Oh, he loves diversity. He loves unity. And when it's all working right, it reflects heaven. When it's all working right, what you see is the majesty and mastery of the Trinity reflected in community. God knew exactly what he was doing when he made them different and made them to function together. He knew what he was doing. All of scripture tells us that God loves to create things that are different, to bring them together in the perfect harmony of love. Listen for that harmony in these interviews. First, we'll travel to Latin America to hear the stories of Enrique in Peru and Randall in Costa Rica. They tell us about what it's like in their countries, how they see Jesus in their clubs, and how the faith of one leader changed their entire lives. My name is Enrique Vargas and I live in Lima, Peru. Peru it's a, has three main regions, coasts, mountains, and jungle. Uh, these three regions are completely different. The coast is a desert, 
mountain is very, very high, more than uh, 20,000 feet high, and the jungle, you know, very aggressive. But each, each area has their beauty, very good food, and a lot of uh, very friendly for, uh, people. They open their house very easy, so if, you, if people want to visit my country, definitely you, you, they will make a lot of friends. I can see God working in the heart of three girls that are right now leading the ministry in Peru. They have decided to take the baton with a great spirit, with great vision, with great love for kids, and they are doing a great, great job. One person, uh, I was saying that way, God changed my life through one person. And that person was a young lovely. And this was for me really, really important. So I'm here because I understand that God has called me to do the same thing. I want to be the, the tool that God uh, wants to use to change the life of thousands of kids. Costa Rica es pura vida. Costa Rica is pure life. A mí me gusta las playas de Costa Rica. I love the beaches in Costa Rica. Tiene el mejor clima del mundo. We have the best climate in the world. Y además es el país más feliz del mundo. And we're the happiest country in the world. Y otro club que yo puedo pensar en cómo estoy viendo a Jesús. And another club that I, when I think, where am I seeing Jesus? Es el club de Capernaum en San Jose. It's a Capernaum club in San Jose. Hay un líder que se llama Marco, pero su apodo es Cache. There's a leader, his name is Marco, but his nickname is Cache. Y él siempre tiene el corazón dispuesto para cualquier joven. And his heart is open for any teenager. Él está dando discipulado a un joven regular. He is discipling a traditional teenager. Pero también tiene un gran corazón por el joven con discapacidad. But he also has a huge heart for teenagers with disabilities. Y no importa si está en un campamento o está en un club o en cualquier actividad. And it doesn't matter if he's at camp or at club or in any other activity. Su corazón está siempre dispuesto a abrazar a cualquier joven por amor a Jesús. His heart is always open to embrace any teenager with the love of Jesus. En 1993, un líder de vida joven me llevó a un campamento. In 1993, a young life leader took me to camp. Y ese campamento significó conocer a Jesús y que mi vida fuera transformada. And that camp for me meant that my, I met Jesus and my life was transformed. Y al día de hoy, 27 años después, Jesús sigue transformando mi vida. And today, 27 years later, Jesus continues to transform my heart. Yo quiero que esta nueva generación de jóvenes también tengan la oportunidad de conocer a Jesús. 
And I want this new generation of teenagers to have the same opportunity to know Jesus. Y al igual que yo, que mi vida fue transformada, Jesús también transformará la vida de ellos. And as my life is transformed by Jesus, I want Jesus to transform their lives as well. Y eso cambia toda la vida por una eternidad. And that will change their life for eternity. Por eso todos los días me levanto con la idea de transformar la vida de un joven. So every day I wake up with the idea, I want to transform the life of a teenager. Lo hicieron conmigo, ahora yo quiero hacerlo con la, esta generación. They did it for me, and now I'm to do it for the next generation. Next, we travel to Africa, where we will hear from Lena in Eugenio in Mozambique, and Pierre and Rensha in South Africa, about where they live and where they see God in their ministry. Um, hi, my name is Lina Balani. I am from Mozambique, uh, Beira City, and I do ministry in Beira. I do Young Life uh, mainly in high schools and also Young Life University and neighborhood. My name is Eugenio Balani. I'm from Mozambique. I live in Beira where I do Young Life, um, area director, and yeah. I, uh, I work in its schools and university also. Beira is a city by the coast, by the Indian Ocean. Beira is uh, the second big city in the country. Uh, we have a lot of uh, youth population, mostly youth population. Basically, Beira is that, and um, we have a very big high schools and uh, main universities are in Beira. Uh, after the main city, we have more universities in Beira, that, and many people from the country come to Beira to study university. The gospel where I live in Beira uh, is growing. Uh, there is many churches, but also we are so glad to work uh, with Young Life because um, we are rich many many young people because usual in Mozambique uh, young people they don't like to be a lot in church and thank God uh, we have making a great difference uh, in our city and also we are so glad because even churches they wanna make a partnership with us because our way to proceed is totally different and also maybe add that Young Life in Beira is the only ministry that does camps, like Christian or outreaching camps. There are no other ministries doing that in Beira. It's just Young Life. So if, we, if someone hears that there is a camp somewhere, people know that that's Young Life. What compels me to tell kids about Jesus First of all, is that someone did that for me. Someone came from Brazil all the way and always say that was for me because this person uh, came and told me, told me about Jesus in a way that they have never heard. I was 15 and that was the 
wonderful chance of life I had in that time and I just uh, hold hold on it and until today my life is completely different so I think that we that I have to do the same to others other reason is that um, Mozambique we have um, very low life expectancy uh, we have a lot of uh, young people dying maybe for disease uh, malaria accident many things and we feel like we don't have time to do not tell them about Jesus so we feel like no we have to do this because we never know until when we are here or until when we have that kid available to hear about Jesus and also, uh, we have seen along the years very missionaries coming to Africa or coming to Mozambique, learning our language so that they can tell the gospel to us. Why don't we, why don't we tell them with our language? We understand we just do that, not just waiting for someone to come from outside, learn the language and do this because we can do this. Doing uh, the ministry, uh, I can see many lives changing and for me there is no there is no uh, there is no price to see the life of someone changing the character of someone changing so this making me very very excited to keep doing what I'm doing and I believe that uh, I, I was made for that yeah Okay, we live in South Africa in a small town called Bella Bella. My name is Pierre. And my name is Rensha. And our surname is De Jager. Bella Bella is in the northern part of South Africa, so there's a lot of game. There's elephants, there's lions, there's mm. all kinds of animals, but there's also lost kids. Mm. And uh, there's a lot of them. Yes. And uh, I just love that God have called us there to do his work and to reach out to lost kids. Amen. God wants to restore people's lives and uh, he's just busy with restoration in people's lives, but he needs someone to tell people about restoration. I've heard the other day a saying that say, the youth don't know what they don't know. So we really need to go and tell them what we know. And we know that there's life and there is good life in Christ. Amen. We need to go and tell them yes. that. Yes. Uh, the love that God has bestowed on us, uh, extravagant love that we didn't know in religion mm. or in culture, mm. we want to give that to people and tell mm. them about that love. Yeah. Yes, amen. And the one thing I just want to say is the three things I learned in young life that is very important for young people is how to love unconditionally, how to serve unconditionally, and how to have fun at the age of 64. <laughs> and then finally, we hear from our leaders, Carmel and Frank in Asia and the Pacific. As they tell us about their countries and their cities, take note of the boldness in their ministry, their deep desire to go out walk with kids and students through their questions and introduce them to Jesus. So 
So my name is Carmel Bell and I am the team leader in a high school and there's just over 2,000 students there. The city where I'm from, it's a very multicultural city um, and in our school in particular, like we've got, uh, yeah, it's a very, very diverse area where we've got um, people from well-off families and we've got people from a lot of um, poverty families as well. So we've got a real mixed bag of kids um, with different needs as well. We um, deal with a lot of students that um, don't necessarily have a lot of consistency in their home lives and their family structures. Um, so in our school we're quite blessed to have a youth room which becomes like a home away from home and that's a lot of heart has been put into creating a space where kids can come and they always know that someone will be there to talk to them, um, provide for their needs um, and yeah just if they if they need somewhere to go during the day like it's a breakout space for them just to come and calm down, relax, um, have some time. And so I think, you know, quite often we're just dealing with their, their baseline needs. Um, you know, kids come to school, they're hungry, they haven't slept properly. There's been um, arguments and whatnot at home and they just get to come uh, get those needs met so that they can actually learn, like they can actually, we can set them up for, for success for their day. Uh, so I'm actually serving in the high school that I used to attend when I was a student. Um, I don't particularly enjoy school um, and I think there's something about going back to where you, you used to be and you can actually imagine what it was like for you. So I think that when we're serving kids, we want to be to kids what we wish we had had when we were their age. We have um, sadly like the highest suicide rate. So, um, we have a lot of students that don't have a lot of hope. Um, so just going in there, getting alongside of them, forming friendships, uh, and then we get to invite them to club. Um, we get to um, speak hope and truth and light into their lives. Um, I'm working in, uh, in college um, with college students in a, in a city that has 16 universities and with uh, 200,000 students on campus. But said not uh, a big percentage of uh, young people really go to church. That's why I want to do Young Life there. I mean, young, young, young people, they, in my country, high school was very busy and students pretty much work every day on studying on, on their uh, on school. And so they really don't have a, a lot of free time to developing anything uh, in their life. So when they, when they go to church, when they go to um, universities, they start really thinking about life and they're thinking about a lot of things because they, they, they start having a lot of time, free time to, um, to think about uh, things besides study so they have a so that that they face a lot of challenges and uh, and uh, no no guidance to them so they they really in a in a place kind of uh, wandering and they want to know a lot of things but really no one actually lead them but now I mean the last decade I think more more young young people start start become interested in church. 
I, I, I do Young Life because Young Life is really effective um, uh, comparing to the old method of uh, the, the, chur- the church in my country. You know, in the past, the church, most of the church, what, what, what most church do is to uh, hand out uh, brochures to students and invite them to go to church. But I don't see it's a if effective way to 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 do youth ministry. So I I really uh, like Young Life because Young Life really have a unique, different uh, approach, and we uh, we go we don't just invite them. We go to meet them uh, where where they are and engage their culture and um, um, you know share. Um, Building relationship with them, sharing life actually is sharing life with them. Um, hope hope that the the gospel can be heard and be seen. And we uh, so we 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 can do big events like uh, you do in the U.S. big you know camp events. We can't do that. We. We we only can do small groups and one on one kind of uh, study. So, but we we feel it's okay, and actually it's a uh, um, it's we draw less attention. At the same time, we we feel we are building really quality relationships with students. So, yeah, it's a mixed feeling. One 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 side we want. We wish our country can be more open. We can do a lot of big events. At the same time, we feel uh, it's okay, and uh, we just uh, build relationships one by one. That's um, yeah. The God has a plan, and uh, He will. He has a plan for our country. Having heard these six different voices, these stories of young life, all over the world. Listen now to Tope again as he draws us back to the person of Jesus and the great opportunity that the church has to demonstrate the beauty of coming together around the one person who saves and loves us all. Love says, I recognize that there are some differences, but they are not bad differences. And this gospel says we can hold hands and change together. Everybody gets to change. The black guy and the white guy in the name of Jesus. We do it together. We do it together. We do it together. And then we go beyond native culture to kingdom culture. We go beyond, uh, this is my culture, so I'm just going to do it that way. See, the Bible doesn't obliterate everybody's cultures. But there, wherever your culture is in a collision course with the gospel, your culture needs to bow. Your culture needs to bow. And therefore, we go beyond native culture to kingdom culture. Because in the end, if we're not careful, native culture has a tendency to devolve into political correctness. And political correctness mandates perfection in expression. It mandates that you say it right. Do it right. This world is getting darker and darker. The divisions are getting greater and greater. 
and the church has its finest moment and opportunity to stand up and lead the world that all may see and know what it's supposed to be like. Because when we do this right, then we will find out that in the church, there are no longer Jew nor Gentiles, no longer slaves nor free, no longer male nor female. All of them are one in Christ Jesus. If we do this right, if we do this right, we will find out, like Ephesians says, that there will be no longer strangers, no longer foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household, the household of God. God expects the church to be at the forefront of unity like the world, like the world has never seen before. If we do this right, the world will say, oh, by this, like, like the Bible says, by this shall they know that you are mine when you show true love one for another. And only when we've done that does the gospel come off our tongue with authenticity. That when you go to different parts of the world, now we can go out and we can display as royal priesthood to proclaim, to proclaim the excellencies of our God. Would you stand up with me, everybody? Would you stand up with me? This God that I have the joy, <laughs> he found me. I was the one lost, he found me. And, and in this one single life that I have, I am so grateful to him that he has shown me love like nobody else can ever show. And I'm telling you this, with that love, if it's truly there, if the gospel has snapped in your spirit like Tim Keller says, then you should go right to the world and love everybody irrespective of their color. No matter what their faces look like, eight billion people on the face of this earth, there's somebody waiting for you to come out to, to come touch them. It's why some of the pictures that I put up for you is so that you may know that no matter what they look like, no matter the color of their skin, each one was loved. Each one was caught. Each one was died for. The black skin of the African, the white skin of the Caucasian, the brown skin of the Asian, the pigmentation, the orientation, the facial features of the Oriental, all of them were made in the image of this great God. There is no one like him. You and I should go preach the gospel in Jesus' name. God bless you, everybody. Eight billion people in the world. That means lots of kids. So thanks for listening. We're amateurs at this, but we love telling the story of what God's doing in his world and that he's bringing people together in Christ and that young life is caught up in that. So we hope to keep telling you what God's doing in other parts of the world as well. You can keep up with us on social media at Young Life LAC. And we pray that you too will join us in loving God's world and that we can do it together. <laughs>